Welcome to Culture Coach, a podcast with me, Nikki Lerner, helping you to engage in a proactive movement towards unity and understanding as it relates to culture and come from. Thanks for joining me today. You ready to go? Let's get started. Hey, thanks again so much for listening. You know, I wanted to create a space each week where you and I can learn about different cultures and come froms in a safe, non-threatening, non-embarrassing environment. I hope you enjoy this podcast. For more creative resources and ideas, you can engage with me at NikkiLearner.com. Are so busy. We are so overworked. We have to try to figure out where to fit this in. I'm exhausted. I'm trying to figure out when we can actually meet. These are all things that I've heard on the front end when I begin to work with people. Uh, as, you, as you may have known, uh, if you listened to last week's episode, I'm sharing um, some things that I've learned as I've worked with people over the last couple of years uh, in the diversity space. Uh, as, as clients of mine are trying to move forward uh, into uh, becoming more multicultural, and, you know, it's, it's not always, and this is just kind of human nature. It's not always, you know, everything's perfect and there's a perfect blueprint and, and all that. That just, that doesn't exist. However, there are some things that seem to keep coming up, uh, no matter who I work with, that seem to be common. And I thought that those things would be good to share with you all today. We don't have time. Or we're working on six other things. Those are things that I have heard before, and I've heard from uh, a handful, actually, over the last year or two uh, of clients that have jumped into the work. Oddly enough, I usually don't hear it on the front end um, when we're talking about doing the work um, and leaning in. I usually begin to hear it maybe about a week in when we really start to get into some things. And I was reminded uh, about this idea because, uh, you know, We, I think as humans, I I don't want to project this onto you, but I know that myself, as well as some friends of mine, um, have this idea that, you know, when we get the vision for something and we want to start something new, that a lot of times we can just add it to life as is. Uh, Just add it to uh, the schedule we already have, the lifestyle we already have. And what I have found, even just as a, a, just individually, is that anything that is going to require a big change in my life requires a big change in my life. (laughs) Right. So, you know, if, uh, you know, we can all kind of relate to this, right. If, if I want to go work out, uh, or start working out on a regular basis, that means that I have to make time for working out. Right. If I want to change an eating habit, then I have to be intentional about changing an eating habit. Um, you know, I, there have been moments where I've been on a very intentional and very strict diet, uh, that means I'd have to cook more because I have to make fresh vegetables and, and those sorts of things, right? But any big change, significant change we want to make in our life personally, 
requires a significant change in our life. Same thing organizationally. Any change that we want to make, any significant change that we want to make is going to require significant change. Oftentimes when I work with people, I uh, can hear them say, uh, you know, how do we make time for this? How do we, uh, how do we fit this in with everything else going on? Uh, and you guys know as much as I do. I mean, particularly in America, we are busy people, aren't we? I mean, even with COVID, even with COVID, even with the shutdown, we are busy. Uh, we have a lot going on. We've got, you know, meetings out the wazoo. We've got Zoom meetings and phone meetings. And some of you have children and other people in your house that you have to care for. And I mean, there's just a lot. There's a lot. And so when we, uh, when something c comes into our space that feels meaningful and right and good, like diversity work, uh, like changing our business or our, or our organization and making sure that it is a place for all people. When something that beautiful and that good and that necessary comes into our space, we want to just add it oftentimes without thinking about the cost that it will take. We want to just add it to the things that are already existing without looking around and seeing what might we need to stop doing in order to start doing this. I get it. I get it. It's human. I've had to do the same thing, as I said, in my personal life, and maybe you have too. But I think for those of us that are leaders, uh, even just individuals, we always need to figure out and not be afraid of really poking and figuring out, do, is it that we don't have enough time? Like, is that really true? If you say, if you want to jump into diversity work, whether at, in your business or your organization or your personal life, okay? I say this often because sometimes, you know, we can think, well, at work, yeah, but when I get home, no, right? But it, it's all connected. But if you really want to make a change with regards to diversity work and you think it's it's that important to you. And if you were to say, we, we don't have time or I don't have time to do that. Is that true? Is it really true that we don't have time? Or is a better statement, I don't want to make time. <laughs> or I want to make time, but I'm not sure it actually matters to me enough to change what I'm currently doing in order to make it. I'm talking to myself here, y'all. <laughs> I'm talking to myself here. Maybe some of you are, are feeling this weight as well. And, and I'm saying these things not even for judgment. You know, this whole series for the next couple of weeks of failed lessons, it's not even judgment. It's things that I'm learning from and you can learn from and we can all learn from together. You can share these things with each other because they are human. But I think it's really important to make sure that we are checking our language, that we are checking the statements that we make because words create worlds. Do we really not have the time? Because here's the thing, if the answer is yes, we really don't have the time, then I would say, and let me coach you here for a minute, I would say that, well then, <laughs> you need to really figure out if this is the time for you to lean into diversity work or not. Maybe you need to pause. Maybe you need to pick it up in April. 
<laughs> right? Maybe you need to pick it up in January of 2022. I mean, I think what I'm saying is I want to just encourage you today to keep it real with yourself. Because if you start keeping it real with yourself, then you can keep it real with your team. Then you can keep it real with your organization. Then you can keep it real with your church community. But tell the truth. If the answer is yes, we don't have time, maybe that means it's not time to do this work because this work is too meaningful. It's too important. It requires time to practice and get things right and to learn. And, and if, if all of us, if we're not willing to make the time to do it, then maybe we shouldn't do it right now. But if the answer to that question, we don't have time, is that true, is, well, no, actually, the answer might be we don't want to make the time or maybe the answer is we just haven't figured out how to make the time, <laughs> right? I mean, th those, those two answers are just as viable as anything else. So if the answer is we don't know how to find the time, this is actually where you can start to see the most growth. So how do we learn? Uh, how do we learn from this lesson? So I want to give you, uh, talk about three things. Uh, three, three areas or three things that you need to do in order to make time and find the time for the cultural work that you long to do and the kind that's going to make a significant change in your personal life, in your organizational life, your business, or your church life. So here's the first thing. Commit to the work. You have to make a strong commitment to this work because here's the thing. Diversity work is long. It's messy. It's hard. Um, there will be setbacks. There will be victories. There will be times if you wonder if any of the work that you're doing is even doing anything. You know, you're like, is, is this even working? Uh, is it taking? Right? You need to commit to the work. Sometimes I think that we don't want to make time because, uh, and I've been here before. Let me just, again, just say I've been here before, that we are afraid of committing to the work just in case it doesn't work out. Like, I'm really keeping it real with, with you here. Have you all ever felt like that? Like, I don't want to commit and, you know, kind of put all of my energy and work my schedule around and all this thing to this work if it's not going to work. I think we can tend to, to treat certain things that matter like that because of what they require from us, right? I, I know that I've done that before when it comes to, um, you know, keeping my body strong and health and that sort of thing. I, I've done that before. Um, even when I started to build my own coaching practice, I felt the same way. It's like, do I really want to throw all of my energy and all of my best stuff and all of my time into building a practice, uh, a coaching practice that that is uh, beautiful and uh, incredible and serves my clients well? Do I really want to do that? What if it doesn't work? You guys ever felt like that? But, but what that does is it only makes us half commit. And actually, I'm not really sure if you can half commit. Can you half commit? Like, can you kind of commit? <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of like, you know, being pregnant. You're not like kind of pregnant. 
right? Like <laughs> if you're pregnant, you're pregnant. I've never been pregnant. So may maybe there's a different answer to that. I don't know. But, you know, we can't sort of commit to the work. Because if you, if you sort of commit or you kind of commit or you're sort of in, quite frankly, this work is too hard in order to be half in. We have to commit. So how do you make the time to do culture work? You have to commit. Because as soon as you commit to the work, as soon as you make a decision, uh, as soon as you decide that this is what you're going to do, and whether that's for the next 12 months, for the next 24 months, for the next seven years, the next 10 years, whatever it is that you're committing to, make sure that you commit. Because that is the energy that you're gonna need in order to continue when things get hard. So number one, commit to the work. Number two, determine what needs to go. Remember I said this before, a little bit earlier is sometimes, you know, we want to just add stuff. We want to keep adding stuff, adding stuff, adding stuff without asking ourselves the question, what needs to go so that we can commit. Determine what needs to go. What do you need to stop doing now in order to do good work as you commit to diversity work? This is a big one for organizations. What are the things maybe that not even need to go, but need to be on pause? What are the initiatives that need to be on pause until you get into the rhythm and the practice of your diversity work? What are the things that you already started, but now you see that diversity work is actually more important and you actually need to stop doing that and commit to this instead? Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to do that in your business? Are you willing to do that in your church? Are you willing to make the decisions that are needed to, uh, to be made in order for you to find the time and commit to the time to do good diversity work? Are you willing? And again, there's no judgment if the answer is no. I'm just saying, just tell yourself the truth so that you can tell your team and the people that work for you the truth. So determine what needs to go. What do you need to stop doing? What needs to get out of your schedule? You know, maybe you take two hour lunches with a coworker. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe if you really thought about it, you spend 45 minutes perusing Facebook or Instagram. Maybe you need to get up a half an hour earlier. Maybe you need to arrive at the office a little bit earlier so that you can plan your diversity work for the week. Are you willing, am I willing to do what it's gonna take to make the time that we need to make in order to pursue this beautiful, uh, encouraging, generation-changing work? Determine what needs to go. What do you need to stop doing? And number three, ask for help. Ask for help. If you're trying to make time, ask for help. What are the things that you could actually offload to your schedule, things that you could outsource? What are things that even as a leader you may be holding on to right now because you think you have to do them and you really don't have to do them. You think you do, but you really don't have to, that somebody else can actually do them. 
take a look at everything you got going on, everything in your, in your, in your calendar, in your schedule, everything that you think you have to do and ask other people for help. Ask other people to help you create the margin that needs to happen in order to do this. And if you're so bold, ask for accountability. So ask for help and accountability. You know, the, the hard part about the word accountability is you can only be as accountable as you want to be, right? Like if you don't tell people the truth, they can't hold you accountable. Um, I actually think this goes way back to number one about committing to the work, because if you commit to something that is important and you commit to something that drives you enough, that gives, gets you up in the morning thinking about how can you do better in the world, I actually think you don't need accountability. I think you will have the motivation that you need from yourself to do what needs to be done. So leadership lesson, ask yourself, do you really not have time? What's the truth? Be honest with yourself so that you can be honest with your team and those you lead. Thanks for listening. Thanks for staying open. And the best thing you could probably ask yourself this week is, what do you need to stop doing so that you can have some margin to do what really matters? Hey, thanks so much for making the time to listen. If you like the insight today, tell your friends and be part of the newsletter at NikkiLearner.com. Remember, it takes that first decision to realize your vision for a more generous, multicultural life. I'll see you next week.